Hi, it's Pops from Uncanny Creatives. Tonight we're talking with Barbara Mendez, who is uh, one of the pioneers of independent and alternative comics. She's been working in the industry for 40 years, 50 years. She's gonna tell us what she's working on currently, uh, her new projects and a little about her background. I'm gonna read a little bit from her statement on her webpage, barbaramendez.org. My artwork has always sought to portray the infinitely complex yet somehow ordered contents of a human mind, along with the mysterious but strong emotional and spiritual forces that compel so much of human life. Barbara Willie Mendez on Uncanny Creatives. Recording on, and you're back. Uncanny Creatives with Barbara Mendez. Calling from where? In, you're in California, right? Los Angeles. Where are you, Roland? I'm right now. I'm in Port Charlotte, Florida. Oh my goodness! Across the I'm country. planning to move here in the next month or so from Pennsylvania, from the Poconos. Okay. Yes. But which coast of Florida? That's the West Coast, just south of Tampa and north of Fort Myers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right there by the bay. Very nice out here. Awesome. Thank you so much for meeting with me. You're welcome. Thank you You're for welcome. inviting me. I'm glad I can do it now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that worked out well. Thanks a lot. So let's start with the beginning of your career. I was reading a little bit from your site, barbaramendez.org, and it says you went to music and art in New York. Oh yeah, that was this amazing high school right now. It's called Fiorello LaGuardia High School and it's located near Lincoln Center in Manhattan. Yeah. But at the time it was up in Morningside Heights. It was at 135th Street. Wow. And up on the top of the hill, across that was Morningside Park, but it was like a castle with towers. Yeah. And in those towers, they'd have like groups of musicians. I swear to God, Gregorian chants, or they'd be cello, chamber music. Wow. All coming from the towers and all these chorus. So the music and the art just blended beautifully. But it was yeah. very deep, very crazy. I mean, you have no idea in my the generation gap. Yeah, well, li a little bit. Whoa, 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 hold on there. What generation? Uh, I went to art and design. I went to high school art and design on 57th Street. Oh, that's cool. Like... 82. <laughs> so I'm only a few oh, years behind you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so then you know exactly what I mean. It was a crazy time. Yes. Very, yes. And it never stopped. It then, never stopped. In young adulthood came... Uh, Tune in, turn on, drop out. It was Vietnam. You were, were you there? I mean, the young people were being taken away. We were protesting. It was like. Yeah, I was a little younger back then. Yeah, but it impacted us. Even though I did not go to Vietnam, that was right. my era. That was what authority. Like I was in a BFA program at Hunter College when I dropped out on the honors list. Wow. So you can fantasize, normal kid, my, maybe I would have been a cushy art freaking chairman now in a department, right? But no, yeah. no, no, no. I had this most amazing life history. So I don't know how far you want to go, but yes. But also, you know what? In the 50 page interview, so I happen to talk a lot about this stuff and I don't like in um, this interview that Kim Munson made, it's 50 page interview. Wow. She's a lady, right? And she's like, 
I'm like, well, I don't want to. She go, no, Barbara, tell, tell, right? Tell. <laughs> so like, I got so many stories. And the funny thing is, Roland, she was trying to elicit from me the painful stories of the male domination and sexism, of which I am like a raging bundle of, but okay. it didn't come out. All that came out was praising what I learned there. I mm. praised every teacher I learned from. And all through the thing, the people that really, and to this day, I can hear their voices. And mm. they taught me it was great teaching. So I ended up praising in that book. But awesome. I'm going to wait till I'm a little even more. I need to let, if I ever get really famous, I'll like uh -huh. tell my tales. But All in right. the meantime, why? Uh, but there is a page in Queen of Cosmos comics that is labeled Last Guest. And that it shows like, it goes like uh, how come all, the prophets are all guys, right? Yeah. She, she goes, what's up with that? And the, and the Queen of Cosmos says, well, in the olden days, they would say, like, the lady would say, have a vision. They'd say, shut up and get married. That's olden days. <laughs> But nowadays, it shows this little willy like in 1974 or something or two or in the, saying like, have here's my tales for the modern mystic, like my new solo book that I after illuminations, you know, which I edited, had all the greats in it. The obvious next uh, break, we're jumping a little was my solo mm -hmm. book. So I did it. Okay. Here it is. Tales for the modern mystic. In fact, I have that, it right here. And so that's they a just, new one. I, no, this is really we're going to 1972 now. So going back. Okay. Just, they just rejected them. But I'm just saying, so 50 years later, when it came about from this, uh, this is what brought me back. You don't mind if I jump around a little, do you? No, that's, please, I'm, please. Go, that this, so that's fine. Is, we're gonna change time zones okay. to 2015 because that's how I dropped out of comics. Couldn't get it published, 74. I became a painter for 50 years, right? Okay. I have a whole painting career in Jewish yeah. art, later on, blah, blah, got uh, murals in Jerusalem. And that's a whole story. Yeah, And BarbaraMendez.org is really about the Judaic phase of my painting, which is awesome and epic. It was so inspiring to find my own spiritual heritage and jump beautiful right work. in. Because yeah, I'm after work. freaking God, right? And boy, yeah. do they have God for you, right? I learned all the yes, prayers, I learned Hebrew, I say that all my heart. I go at five in the morning with the men's, the prayer services. Only mm -hmm. problem being like, I'm a woman, it got on my nerves after a while. Because <laughs> I certainly am somebody. And yeah. I don't like to sit in the back of the bus. Uh -oh. It got to me. Now I'm on a new path after 26 years. And I start covering my hair after 26 years. So okay. in 2015, I get a phone call. That's also in that article from Robert Lovejoy, a professor at the American University. He's invited to edit the underground comics section. Oh, his history okay. illustration. My dad was a college professor. So this is a college textbook. And he wants me to be in it. Okay. And he chose the piece I always knew was great. I did it in 71 with my new baby at my breast. And it came out on the same page with Robert Crumb. Oh, so if you get on awesome. it, you always tell people, would you ever hear of Robert Crumb? They go, oh, I heard it now. <laughs> and then I go, well, look, I'm on the same page. There you go. Awesome. Look at that. That, Roland, so that unleashed a lot of thoughts I've been having. Thoughts, 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 thoughts. Yeah. God cannot be a man that is ridiculous. And the Torah, yeah. great though it may be, it isn't true. Like they say that man has dominion over woman and da, 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 da. I know it well. And believe me, I talk to God. I'm the one living on the miracles. Trust me okay. there too. It's not true. This whole not thing true. that the men are supposed to rule. I okay. just know in my bones, not only that, I feel God sent me to the planet to spread the message with all the miracles every day, even jumping ahead to yesterday. I was so uh -huh. lonely and I go out and I pray. I have this special spot near the freeway that's private. And I pray to God, you know, within a five paces at the end of that little alley be, uh, walkway behind, next to the freeway is this mm -hmm. i see a dog i know and he's with this old man starts talking to me 
<laughs> that evening I go out again, I meet two other neighbors on the street I don't usually walk on. And it's God answers me to the minute. Yeah. So when I got him, he remembered that great story I did. And that is also reproduced in Queen of Cosmos comics, the Realm of Karma comics. You got to read it. Have you ever read Realm of Karma comics? Which one? You know, since, like, why fool around? I'm going to run you through the story. So, because in here also is Tales for the Modern Mystic. Because Queen of Cosmos comics is this incredible new story that I wrote. That's what I'm getting to. That's, my that's story. where I found you. It burst out. It burst out. That's where story. I found you. Story in between is how to get it published. How did that happen? How did that come about, that book? Okay, um, that's where I am in my story. Robert Lovejoy wanted me, he remembered my best piece I did when I was 22. Mm -hmm. 50 years later, someone noticed that. Wow. And wants it in a textbook. Okay. That validated my life to the point where my mind burst and out came a full-blown story for a new 36-page book. Wow. And I started to do it. Meantime, God sends my patroness to pay my rent on my apartment for that whole year while wow. I gave up the gallery downstairs. So like, That's I mean, awesome. that just was magic too. And so I did the book and then God sent more miracles. You tell me, is it easy to get published in this planet? No. That's what no. I was complaining about before, even when I lived in the old days. So God sent the following miracle. For two years in a row, I was a guest on a panel at Comic-Con. The okay. first one, I have that over here in the back, the Complete Women's Comics. Now, yeah. I had an issue three with Cupid the Groupie. I mean, Women's Comics number three, but yes. Trina Robbins edited the book. Yeah. And she is just notorious for, she put It Ain't Me, Babe, that before Women's Comics begins. Before like, that, okay. And I have the first story in It Ain't Me, Babe and the back color cover. Wow. So like my big story and cover is before the whole double thing book. Yes. And even Fantagraphics Graphics gave me, ooh. They, they didn't want you? They described it as coming over the transom when I gave it to them at the book signing for this anthology, which won an Eisner. Is this yours? Yeah, that is mine. I have it right here. That is yours. It's number two. Here's, it's Insect Fear. Okay. I got this today in the mail. That's Kim Deitch. But I don't that's think Kim that's Kim but, but That's you on the back cover. I never knew Kim Dyke put that piece on the back of his book till this well, there, minute. And, and there it is. What's the publisher? This is um, Last Gasp. Oh. Uh, what year is it? 71. And I couldn't tell because it wasn't credited. They don't have any credits in here. This is the one in comics history. See, this one doesn't even have a cover, but this one does. So look, it's Insect Fear number two with right. Spain on the cover. Yes. This is the famous one that I made it for because get it, Insect Fear, Insect Fear, get it? Yeah. So specifically for Insect Fear, I made Ada is the book by Nabokov, by okay. Vladimir Nabokov. That and it's all about a guy, okay. that, a lady that likes bugs. It's oh. the famous, and it's a very fat novel all about with the bugs in the cages, you know, bugs. Mm-hmm. So get it, Insect Fear? So insect that's what it fear. says. Some ladies never experience Insect Fear. Insect Fear. Wow. Like, for example, the heroine of this famous book, which could have been a, a brand new book at that time, right? Okay. People talked about. So the fact that Kim has it on the back of his book that you're showing me. Yeah. Now, what it? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so you oh, know that was there. <laughs> right? I had to, had to research that. Yeah, I was packing. So I packed up my Queen of Cosmos that I got, I guess, towards the end of last year. Beginning of this year, it came out. That was 2020, correct? 
What are we talking about? Queen of Cosmos? Queen of Cosmos. That was last year? Pre-pandemic. Pre, pre no, it was supposed no. to launch at Comic-Con 2020, and I had been invited to be a special guest. Oh, okay. But that was canceled for the pandemic. So in the end, I don't even remember, but it came out after 20, you know, it was online and everything wasn't out yet. It, it came out later yet. and later than it was planned. And the, when it came out, it sold out in the first week. Like yes. I was waiting all these long years. It's a beautiful book. Like, Here's my book, order it. And then like it was gone. It's so gone. then we waited and the second printing is still a little available, but thank God it's selling out too. That's good. But let me finish the, the story of how it got Go published. Ahead. Because the first year I'm at Comic-Con and I did not secure a publisher. But, and Trina Robbins, though, she gave me advice, good advice. She said, Willie, make the samples bigger because it's so complex. Okay. So the following year, actually, Trina invited me again to be on a panel for this book, which I did this amazing cover illustrating all, can you see the camera? Uh -huh. It's all 13 stories in Trina Robbins' graphic novel, A Minion Yidden. Okay. So she had a panel at Comic-Con for this book. Right. And I was invited. So that's the next year in a row, 2017, that I'm invited on a panel. Awesome. So same thing, I have my samples. And I, first I met um, Dan Fogel of Hippie Comics and he, we already had a thing going. And I Crum know Dan Fogel. Yeah, yeah, and Crumb already gave his okay that I could be on Apex Novelty. Nice. But so I had him on the run, but Dan never had any money. He couldn't even have, ever afford to send the samples to Crumb in France, like in a year, just whatever. Meantime, yeah. I met this Red Five Comics. They okay. were right across from Fantagraphics. And it was this guy, as small as a Jewish guy. And I was like, I said, are you a comic publisher? And he said, yes. And I go, well, I'm a comic artist. And I showed him Queen of Cosmos comics in a nice sample form and also Tales for the Modern Mystic. Now, both books, one in Eastern Mystic ways and one in modern, sort of following the, the, the Bible ways or, or stories, um, both are yada, 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 and they save the world. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the plot. <laughs> Of all my yeah. books, right? Uh-huh. So because you read them all in Queen of Cosmos, they're like both there. And it was right. his idea. So Joshua said, why not put both of these books put together? Put both of them in there. Okay. In a great big book and make it big. Yes. Oversized. So that's how it happened. And since yeah. that day, it took about two or three years to actually get that book made. Wow. And then it did. And then it sold out. And now I'm very happy about that. Excellent. I, I have a message for the planet, my whole message, because, you know, yes. a lot of people reject um, God because it's nonsense. The the organized religion, like me too, I say it's hypocritical. A lot of it is such nonsense and I don't mm -hmm. believe in it. It's not true. Right. So I reject it. But people okay. make the mistake, like my parents. I was raised secular and also my grandparents were the ones that threw it away in Russia because oh. they didn't want to do what the matchmaker said, right? Go to oh, America, okay. good, because everyone else was freaking murdered. Oh boy. That time period, right? World War II. Yeah, you didn't exactly. leave, you were dead. Terrible. And then in the 1500s, the Mendeses, I'm from the Mendes family, uh, Sephardic on my dad's side, they were literally burned at the stake during the Spanish Inquisition. Ooh. Wow. My friend did research and he says, I found this list of people burned at the stake and there was Mendeses on there. But the real, I mean, it's the family tree goes right through there. So mm. it's just awesome. And I'm um, I forget where we were, but uh, where's Willie? Where's the Willie part come from? When they call you Willie Mendez early well, in the day, people always ask that. That was my nickname. Okay. So my first husband, Rick Kunstler, was this amazing musician, right? And we yeah. moved in together in the East Village, right, in the hippie era. Cool. He was in a tribe, the Group Image, which was like the sister band to the Grateful Dead. So oh, whenever okay. the dead came east, we picked them up at the airport, and they'd oh. always play gigs together, like at nice. the Cheetah, the Electric Circus. 
in the comic you have in the little part, it shows uh, the 1967, they played in Central Park in the Shell together. Oh, okay. Amazing, like um, so early on. So anyway, his best friend from his youth, from upstate, from Westchester, a little town just to the uh, suburb of New York. Okay. Was Kim Deitch. So I was with Rick, we were together. So I met his best friend, Kim Deitch. Now at that point, Kim also moved to the East Village and he decided to make a comic for the East Village Other. And he got the idea of Sunshine Girl. And oh. I'll never forget, he brought it by our apartment for us. We were good friends. He says, look, I made this comic. I'm bringing it to the East Village Other. And like the rest is history. That's it. Because he went on with them. So meantime, he's our social friend. So with the, and also my first husband, Rick, turned me on to Marvel Comics, which I never even knew about before. Okay. So between that and Kim, I started making funny spoof comics. Like I forget, but like oh, spoof okay. Superman or something, right? Just like a spoof. Uh-huh. Help man or something it was, but like yeah. a spoof. Yeah. And it was either that or just my art. I was an artist that Kim noticed my art and invited me to be in the Gothic Limports, which was okay. A, even then it was an honor. And he then yeah. he put my stuff on the back cover all the time. And Kim Deitch taught me to make the zipatone, you know, from the olden days. He used to get yes. these acid yes. layers. Yeah, the little sheets like and they, he yeah. had to show me that. But to me, the I was so like color, color, oh my god, color, you know, and printing yeah. color. It was amazing. So we did the zip and tone. So that's how I did all about four back covers for the Gothic Blimp Works. Wow. So at this period, my first husband nicknamed me Willie. Oh, uh, okay. He cool. said it was from Willie Bobo, the Latin <laughs> jazz musician. Uh-huh. Could be. Could be. But since he was calling me Willie, that is kind of a funny pen name. Yeah. So when I started doing comics, I just put, I made it up, Willie Mendes. Willie Mendes. There you go. Like I mean, I thought it was kind of gone, but boy, did that come back when I started doing <laughs> But even on the book, they finally put Barbara Willie Mendes. So, because I should oh, okay. be linked to my other careers. Like, there's a sign outside my corner that I don't own, but that I live in. The landlord has let me paint the whole side of the building. Oh, so that's cool. Uh, Los Angeles Vintage Mural. Plus, nice. I'm a Los Angeles cultural treasure. Plus, yes. the corner is named Barbara Mendes Square. Really? Wow. Look at you. Got streets named after you. Hated me. And it, it, it really says, so when the sign is unveiled, because the certificate says, full chair hereafter be called Barbara Mendes Square. But yeah. on that day, when the officials were there and they peeled the yellow thing off, uh-huh. it says, um, I'll show you. I have the, uh-huh. you a little one to put in your home. So this is really up outside on the street, but it had this little bit. They made it Memorial Square. So it's like they made me like dead. Oh, okay. Memorial Square. Let's see if you can read it. They wrote a really nice thing. I'll read it. Dedicated to a creator whose artistic integrity magnifies the excellence of the South Robertson community. Wow. Look at that. I got a couple of drinks going, Roland. That's very cool. Do you have any other murals? You have other murals throughout LA and other places? No, no, no. That's the only outdoor one because that was an 11 year effort. Where do you oh, come in? Okay. Uh, just look on my sites. There's a lot of, or I'll send you a picture of it. In fact, mm-hmm. I could right now on the phone and you could incorporate it somehow because a, uh, a friend just took a high res photo uh-huh. that I don't have on my computer, but I have it on my phone. So I'll just oh, text okay. you. I'm going to text you that high res photo. And Thank if, you. If you want, yeah. you can like slide it in there or something. Yeah. But it grew to like really tall because first I did it eight feet, the whole building. Then I, I got a new ladder. Te- the neighbors gave me 10 foot ladder. 
high, two feet higher hole left. Then my patroness, the same gal paying my rent, she's a landlord and she owned a scaffolding. So I start like hinting really hard. Yeah. And finally, she sent her workmen to set up the scaffolding. So nice. I chose the biggest part. And so I made this giant, amazing queen up there. And wow. then she wanted it more over where you see it from the street. So they moved it over there. And they made wow. this big oval of people playing and beautiful images. And it's beautiful. Then there was an empty spot in the middle. So that annoyed me <laughs> between the two tie parts. And uh -huh. sure enough, I mentioned it to somebody who said they would sponsor me for a week on a scissor lift. Which oh, was a funny wow. story, right? Because it wouldn't go sideways. So each thing was uh -huh. like, eh, eh, straight on. It was really funny <laughs> driving that thing. But um, so I put a queen of cosmos in the middle there. So nice. there's still more to go. I'm still not dead yet. So hopefully I could it's just a routine can go higher to the roof. You can go higher. Wow. But it's funny, Roland, because I walk around the neighborhood because my daughter always thinks I should. I don't know why I should move because I'm very close by to her, but how could I leave? It's like in this little tiny four block area. It's like, hi, yeah. everybody knows my oh, sure I think. Like, yes, yes. Now, did you work with um, Trina a lot back when she was doing women's comics? No, but I worked with her a lot at the seminal phase of, of feminist comics of the universe, which was me because we were friends. Okay, I have to tell the story a little. Go so, ahead. We met in the East Village, and you know how everybody in those days decided at the exact same moment to move to San Francisco. <laughs> okay. No lie. So we go, and we're looking with the paper. In those days, you got a newspaper and looked at the apartments. To find right. Place to live. And we see across the street, Kim Deitch and Trina Robbins, a couple, also our friends, looking in the paper, what apartment. Oh. Also searching. So okay. we got together and rented a little house together. Oh, Okay. Kim and Trina and me and Rick. Little nice. house on Edgar Place. Nice. That was the only period of my life that I participated in like underground comics world, right? Oh, That's okay. where I met from. I'm sure I met Shelton. I met all the people. And, and uh, other than that, I didn't live that lifestyle of being in the comics world, so to speak. Oh, okay. But that was what a time to be there, right? Yes. And also I knew Spain from New York. I mean, I knew them all, all the people of that era pretty much. Oh, so, cool. So when you started the paintings, the, these big paintings I see behind you, uh -huh. on your right and directly behind you. So you're you. upstairs in my home. Someday maybe you want to do another cut because I'll get a laptop or whatever, but um, down in the art gallery is all... Again, I'll send you the post. Now that I have your thing, I can send you the post that I shot today of like the, all the beautiful giant paintings in the art gallery. Sure, sure. When did that start? Let me see, always, but when I was stuck in New York from the woods of Oregon, that's the life story. Again, did you read the Queen of Cosmos comics? Because the whole story is in there. Yeah. When it goes, let's make a miracle girl, it tells my whole mm -hmm. life story. So from uh, San Francisco, so we moved to the woods of Oregon. Oh, I, I was on Trina Robbins. I'll just have to finish with Trina. Yes, how go involved ahead. We were. Because remember, we were sharing an apartment, a home yes. together. Mm -hmm. But at one point, Rick and I, so we moved out. We got a little place in the Noe Valley, which incidentally, when we moved to Oregon, we gave it to Trina and Casey, her daughter. So oh, they ended up okay. living there. So it's all together. So we're really good friends. So then Trina got made It Ain't Me, Babe. Ron Turner gave her the money, make a comic. So I was the natural choice to do it with her, to make a story, to make a cover. Okay. I was the mm -hmm. one she knew the best, and I was already doing it, right? So right. She had got me in It Ain't Me Babe. And that was such a big hit and everything. Sure. The two of us got together, but the 
the next comic was called All Girl Thrills that we made. So now I jumped up to a co-editor. So the next book, this is also a famous old underground. Right after Yes, I saw that. Uh -huh. So Trina and I together did All Girl Thrills and I have the back cover. And nice. this is where I talk to you a lot about Realm of Karma comics. And that's, this is where it was originally. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, I recognize that, yes. Yeah, it's the first story in, in All Girl Thrills. Beautiful. So we did this together as co-editors. Yeah. Trina was an editor of it, and we co-edited that. And then, well, they're all in here. So then I edited this book, Illuminations. Oh. You know about this one? So I haven't seen that. You can get it on the internet. People oh, I can. Okay. Illuminations. And this book is just filled with what it is. It's a whole story of mine, but interspersed with splash panels from Robert Williams, Kim Deitch, Spain. Oh. Here's... um. See, but here's here's S. Clay Wilson. Could you believe it? S. Clay Wilson did a page for me. Nice. That's beautiful. So the interesting thing is I called for splash panels from people, not stories, like just panels. Here's Justin Green and Rory Hayes. He's Rory Hayes is kind of famous from the people that like undergrounds. Nice. And this is um Justin Green. He has He's, I think he's won an award at Comic-Con. Here's Trina. that's still available. Here's, here's Robert Williams and Trina. Oh. Only from people secondhand on the internet, you know? I'll check so eBay. Is, a um, I have a 10-page story first all the way through it. In and out of it, right? But they kind of tie in together. So Dan Nadell in this book, can you see it? It's called Art in Time. Art in Time, uh-huh. Yeah, so Dan Nadell put this book together and it's all comic artists that he thinks are um, slightly forgotten, maybe. But I'm the last one in the book, which I think is cool. And I'll show you why I'm showing this, because he reproduces my story from there. So first of all, he has a nice biography of Willie Mendes. Right. And the title piece from Illuminations. And then this is like the front piece. And this is my 10-page story that he put it all together as one story. Oh, Instead of okay. like in Illuminations, it's all broken up with other people's art. Yeah. But here it follows along all, all the pages of it. So that brings it right up about to the time. Uh, that's about okay. to the time I stopped doing comics, probably. So that's like early 80s or late 70s? No, I could tell you exactly. Excuse me. Well, it was 74, I guess, because we moved back to New York because my daughter was very sick. So that's a whole story that's also told in Let's Make a Miracle Girl. So uh -huh. there we are, basically, at the time, sort of waiting for her to die, but she didn't at that time. Right. And I think some relatives commissioned me to make some paintings to help, you know, the poor kids, their kid was sick, you know, like okay. young people. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And so I, because I went to the high school of music and art, right? I remember we used to get our uh, paint at Panoris. It was this little place up on near 57th Street on one of those streets. Yeah. It was, up, it was an art gallery, but they sold behind the counter paint at real cheap prices to artists. Oh, okay. So I remembered it and I looked it up. They're still there. So I started buying my paint there because I started to make paintings. It was like staying in my dad's apartment because we we're going to Columbia University every day, hospital every day, right? Right. Well, they had an art gallery there. So one day I asked them how you get in an art gallery and they told me it was something like, it, and they sent a vanity gallery, right? You paid a small fee, whatever, but they made a beautiful sure. color card. This was my first right. art show. 
So oh, okay. a photographer took a black and white, you know, photograph of your piece in those days. It was uh, yes. called fine art photography. It wasn't just anybody could take that picture. Right. Anyway, so that's when I began having art shows of my paintings. Cool. In 1974 was the first one. Nice. And I never stopped. And then right stopped. after we were still there and we got a place in Staten Island, like a bungalow in the weeds. We lived there a year and mm-hmm. Rick was always in rock bands. He was always like halfway to making it almost or, you know, <laughs> him and his partner, David, came along a little David. They were awesome. And so as a woman, that would be the main focus of day to day life, like Rick's big career. Right. But in the yeah. meantime, I'm me, right. I was still mm-hmm. doing all this. But so I won a prize. I won a first prize. So funny. We just moved to Staten Island. We did not have a telephone yet, right? We had just moved. Yeah. It's not like we did get one. So I think we left that we left the phone number of the neighbor across the street was the number. Like if you had to reach us, call the neighbor across the yes. street, they'll come and tell us, right? Uh-huh. So one of the neighbor kids, because the only other thing was I had entered a contest in the New Yorker magazine <laughs> of like cherry hearing uh, liqueur that you'd want a trip to Denmark, right? Or something. Oh, okay. And the other was this uh, museum show that I entered a painting into the museum show. So the neighbor comes running over. You have to, somebody called you, somebody called you, you won the first prize. Oh, okay. So I thought he'd be like, I'm going to Denmark, right? Nice. <laughs> but it wasn't that, it was the first prize of the museum show. Oh, okay. Always something cool would happen. Always, yeah. So that's done well so for you, the, just, the shows. And yeah, and then when we moved to uh, California, I did a lot of painting and I ended up uh, going back to school. So I started at oh. Cal State San Bernardino. And once I saw University of California, Riverside, oh my God, it's gorgeous. It's an agricultural school with plants and trees and everything. I'm yeah. like, Shangri-La. So I threw out the 90 units I had done at Cal State San Bernardino. And I transferred to UCR and I got my degree in 1980 as an adult, right? Which I love learning stuff as a grown-up lady. Sure. So you know how people give you a little hundred bucks or something when you graduate college, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> give you a gift. So, and I had been reading to a blind uh, young man and Mm -hmm. he had these stories, Jerry, that he used to like to go to Times Square in New York for the new year and watch and not watch, but be there when the, when the thing came down. Yeah. So he was a good friend of mine. And I says to myself, if blind Jerry can go on the Greyhound bus to New York, I can do that too. So I packed these large paintings. I was already doing six foot by five foot in like a little room in the house, whichever we were living in. And uh, I rolled them in a tube, or no, just in a roll, a big roll like an arrow, but five feet tall. Well, okay. In a, in a roll, and all beautiful colored shawl around it all. So it looked like Robin Hood's arrow quiver, only longer. Oh, <laughs> and more longer. colorful. And I got on the Greyhound bus, and I went to New York. Well, I'm from there. I went to my mom and everything. But I pounded the pavements, pounded the pavements, pounded the pavements. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm an artist. You're like, hey, let's take a look. I rolled it, and I did get a show. And then I took a, must have taken a plane to Chicago to do the same thing, stayed mm-hmm. in a little hotel and I did the same thing, pounding pavements found, and I did a, that was a miracle. The, nice. the, the gallery's closed, I'm ready to go back to the hotel and fly home. I had the ticket, the airport bus is coming here. And this guy says, who are you, California? You should go in there. I go, I didn't go there, it looks too modern, like with glass and stuff. I had this, yeah. he goes, no, they'd love you. So we go, he, they're closed, he knocks on the door. They, she goes like, we're closed. He goes, this lady's from California, you really should see her. She goes, well, can you come at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning? I said, okay. So I go there at 10 in the morning and they bought my work. They took wow. all the paintings I had with me. They gave me a check for one of them. Wow. And everything was great. And I ran home and I had to run after the airport bus and knock on the door. 
with the souls <laughs> empty, right? No paintings, Chicago okay. ladies. So that's an example of my miracles and how I got myself galleries, even when I was a housewife in Rialto. I did wow. the paintings and I went forth on the Greyhound bus and I got my galleries. So at those days I would make art shows, but they were here and they were there. But that's how I always exhibited my paintings. Excellent. And then the weird thing was in 92, well, you have to know, like in 72, so we're staying in my dad's apartment when she was getting cancer treatment at Columbia Presbyterian. Mm -hmm. So my husband's an amazing musician, right? Right. He turned into Bob Marley in 1972. Wow. Steer It Up was the only album. At his height. Yes. Um, Catch a Fire. It was yes. the, the edition with, it was like a Zippo lighter. The first mm -hmm. edition of Catch a Fire. It was wow. the only Bob Marley. And, but there was a reggae radio station and that uh -huh. we would listen to once a week. And it was like, Ooh, Roy, Mikey Dredge. We got into reggae in 1972. So cool. the rest was follow Bob Marley's career. And even right. at one point, I asked for all his albums, and I got them. And my right. entire mind was blown. Meantime, remember, I'm an adult returning college student. So there was a lot of time to learn. Go write an essay on this, just to write an essay. You know, write a, research this, research. So I learned right. all about, I took that opportunity to learn. And my senior thesis of paintings was Africa Woman. It was a beautiful oh. series of beautiful paintings. So all inspired by the music of Bob Marley and what I had studied about wow. Africa since then. So that was a big phase of mine. I was even in the woman of color section in the woman's building, but <laughs> then this other just uh, mystical encounter happened in 1992. Cause I left okay. my husband, I was living downtown. I was a big downtown activist in the downtown art scene of downtown LA. Cause okay. after all I could, so I was with my handicapped daughter. The other one was in Ghana for her, wow. <laughs> you know, her year abroad in college from UC Irvine. Mm -hmm. So Kirby was in Ghana, Oma was with me in the loft with her wheelchair and all the stories from that. And I, when Oma moved to a facility, my income went to zero. So I would do oh. any job. So somebody, um, I was painting a mural on Fairfax Boulevard, the front of the building for $250, right? Like making it like wow. a jungle. For the brother, the cousin of Toribio Prado of the Cha 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 restaurants, that was another gig I had make putting all my art in the Cha 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 restaurants of LA. So oh. if you were in age at that time, you would have known. And so this guy came along, but I was on my knees next to this little plant on the ground, painting the eye of God behind oh. the little plant. And mm -hmm. the ants were biting me, but I was really into uh -oh. it. And the guy says, excuse me to interrupt you, but I want to ask you, can you paint my synagogue? I oh. said, well, I said, I'm Jewish, I'll do it. <laughs> so it was just me. And that night I wrote a poem on the way home. I just knew I must be God's little seal. And um, so I went the next day to meet the synagogue. In fact, it's so funny because the man who greeted me, this old guy, Abe from T Tiberius in Israel, he's like this old hippie looking guy. And to this day, I still visit him in the old age home up until mm. the pandemic, it's like these bonds that we form along the way. Sure. But I did paint a mural in the Pinto Torah Center at this time. And I wow. came in contact with Orthodox Judaism of my own heritage, but I didn't know what they were doing with their robes and praying over here, but I was painting the mural. And this guy, wow. Gabrielle was amazing. He invited me and you don't know the milieu was so beautiful. This rabbi, rabbi, I forget his name, would come in this big fat rabbi, a Yemenite rabbi, he'd make Yemenite soup, but it was a big kitchen. And one time they used to give me a little scotch when they bring it out I said, Rabbi Pinto, you know, could I please just have a little more? And he opened <laughs> the bottom of the cupboard and there's a gallon. He says, take, take. I love that. So it was a beautiful atmosphere. So Gabrielle's best friend, Nathan, courted me. He liked me and he met Who's me. Who's Gabrielle? 
Gabrielle was the guy who found me painting on Fairfax. And oh, the guy. Is, okay. He's a okay. Moroccan guy. To this day, his niece is my goddaughter in my life. Oh, right? uh, okay. Like, cool. All these things go on and on and on. But Nathan courted me and became my second husband. And that's oh, when okay. I had the total entree into the world of it. But be, at that time, I began to study really hard at an adult yeshiva in a real yeshiva. I was talking to a Jewish kid the other day about it. Just this really high level. He goes, you go boys school? I go, yeah, you really, the real yeshiva of us. Real deal. School over <laughs> here, right? And I mentioned all the big rabbis and like, they just taught us all these high level subjects. And my Hebrew teacher to this day is my mentor. He and his wife live in Israel. They corrected all the Hebrew. I'll just run by... After I was in it for a year, where you hear the whole Torah cycle and you can read it yeah. in English in the Bible, I made a, my first biblical mural. So back up to Rialto days in California, I had done two 16-foot murals. When my wow. kids got old enough that the little bedroom I worked in had to be one of their rooms, I was mm -hmm. moved to the garage and a carpenter made an 18-foot wall. Oh, okay. Now, when you go to buy six feet of canvas at the art store, they take mm -hmm. this big roll and they measure out, you know, to six feet <laughs> and they cut it off. And, ding yeah. and the light bulb went on. Why don't I just buy the whole roll and, and tack the whole thing on the wall? And the there rest is go. history of my life. Because first I did this one, the revelation of psyche, because I had um, I had a sensual life at the time. I was having affairs. And I put it all into the mural, right? And plus in my visual journals. But that one, I, to this day, it's a little hard to show. But it's very um, romantic and beautiful. It's not like explicit and, and because right. it's from a woman's viewpoint it's how it feels as a woman to be like in love and the whole thing uh -huh. but anyway the next one is still downstairs in the gallery it's called rapture and it was inspired by um a black guy named isaac bird a gospel genius right and he comes from a right. gospel dynasty that if you google that's the thing if you google byrd the bird gospel family in clearwater okay. florida you'll find uh -huh. out about them it's, it's not, it's, I didn't want to make a big deal about it, but I was really flashing on television on your coast. Oh, okay. But I mean, because I knew somebody in Fort Myers and uh, Clearwater. Clearwater is, it's in the painting that I tell of Mother Bird and this painting downstairs. Oh, it's, okay. I say, because that's where they're from. So it's Clearwater, Florida. Really but in real life, it's downtown Riverside. That's true. Oh, okay. Story There's a connection. Together. And okay. to make the whole connection that I, what did I do in a comment today? Look, I'm always talking about vibes. And that's kind of the summing up of all the um, the last page of the book. It's an 88-page book, mystical book, the Queen of Cosmos yes. Comet, right? And, and the very last page is, the very last words are, it's to love the beauty of each tribe and learn the power of the vibe. Learn the power yeah. of the vibe. The vibe. I'm always talking about vibrations, in other words. Mm -hmm. Now they're talking about bioelectricity. And I say, thank you, about time. Yeah. The point is the brain, what do you think we really work on? Like the, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, we're seeing each other. But why is all this happening? It's little neurons in our mind. And how are they working? Bioelectricity. Bio it's really all that's making everything happen in you. That's another big, see, look, visually, you're looking at me now, you see me. I'm looking at you, I see you. Yeah. But what is in your mind? I don't see it, but it's there. Right. It's what there. Is, also, like, say, for example, your mother. That would be very big in your mind. And yeah. also who that you love the most in all your life. Love, they're big in your mind. But somebody yeah. you passed down the street today is small in your mind. Not so much. Or if you barely knew. But in real life, this one's big, this one's small. So an entire uh, article is in my mind. What's important is big. And what's not as important is small. small. Or not even there. 
Right. Like the car you saw this morning that you don't even remember. It wasn't exactly. good. You know what I'm saying? We, <laughs> we see it all, but we have to weed it out. So that's right. what my art is about, to capture the mind. Capture and the mind. And of course, comics is a way to make that a narrative and to actually tell ideas. Yes. Make them happen. And I want to uplift humanity. Give some people something good to think about. Yes. And want to be like something good, like entertain in a positive way. What are you doing next? Or oh, what are you working on now? Why, I'm so surprised you asked. <laughs> so the next Queen of Cosmos comics will be in full color. Oh, okay. This is the first page. Oh, Queen of Cosmos too. Okay. So I'm going to just say that the first, it parallels the Bible, like the first one for two chapters, but in right. full color. So, because I have 15 pages done already. Okay, I'll show you one because this will be a turn on to you too. Are you familiar with the Nigerian singer Yemi Yalade? Because I need in my life to be moved by music. And that's why I've been alive since the whole pandemic. I survived. Good. Look her up. She's an amazing African singer. Big, so big, big star. And this page is like an homage to her, to her videos. Beautiful. I can send you links to the videos that this is like that's her big the big figure. Yeah. From her video. What's your name again? Yemi Y E M I. Yeah. Yeah. Can you see it now? There it. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. That's gorgeous. So that's this uh, in the first part because that's actually a vision. Is Red 5 doing that? Yeah. Is Red 5 going to publish that? That's a whole, yes. It's a whole psychological story, how to deal with acceptance after all the rejection. Can you see this? Yes. Oh, that's lovely. That's cool. the next biblical story. But then, you know, as you know, there's a section 10,000 years later in our lifetimes in Queen of Cosmos, mm -hmm. right? I'm following the pattern. Here's just one more very pretty biblical one. Can you see it? Yes. So I had to, so she go, they go like, so what's up with that miracle girl, right? But mm -hmm. we're going to find out. And the queen is basically saying, are you kidding? We just went through <laughs> something, right? She says yeah. like uh, 69 years from her birth, evil crept upon the earth. And we're going to see what that is. Because okay. nobody, people are greedy. Like why, right? It says because people are greedy. I'll put these back in order later. So she goes, change, the change has come that's good and great. Why don't more run from greed and hate? How can I make them learn? Or wake up and they say, we'll try a magic card. So then um, she goes, oh no, a Trump card. <laughs> but I couldn't write it. By the time the history came around and I did this in this year, just a few months ago. Right. I'm at that point where I would not even write that name. Like, okay. Stephen like you don't even say it. So mm -hmm. I made it the T card, which isn't even as funny, but you know that I mean it like a Trump card. Okay. Okay. By accident. So then this is the last one I've done. So you're really up to date. Cause that was, this is like, that was like, and especially in the beginning, Trump is just like all for tea, right? Oh, okay. In fact, this is taken from a painting, which I've, I hope to have the painting as maybe the back cover. Mm -hmm. But that's the answer to your question. Beautiful. Yes, on this new look. When can we expect that? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. 
It's going to launch. Please, God, let let this happen this time. It's going to launch at Comic Con twenty two. Next year, okay. San Diego Comic Con twenty two. Good because I got a lot of ways to go, but that's when I'm gonna. I'm invited again to be a special guest. So. Oh, cool. Talked about that because I could I when I go I would drive down on a Sunday and do all my business, be on a panel, go over for the publishers, see all my friends, right. do, and just drive home that night, right? Like I actually can't stay in a hotel. Although I go oh. to and Comic Fest, they put me up. Okay. That's a smaller, wonderful little intimate comic uh, founded by Mike Towery, the founder, one of the founders of Comic Con. He made a okay. smaller one called oh, San Diego okay. Comic Fest. That's really cool, and they invite me, and it's so really friendly and make nice. a lot of friends. But in Comic-Con, in 22, I'll be a special guest. And they're going to put me in the hotel next to the Comic-Con for the four days. Sweet. That's really good. And this is a shirt that I painted for the and very I see your, Yeah, your Comic-Con shirt looks just like the book. Yeah, because every time <laughs> it started, the first year when I told you I was looking for a publisher, even, but I didn't because I went there to be on a panel. But right. I was already working on the book. I already had it half done. So I'm like, this is a funny story. Because I always stay up late the night before the Comic-Con. I got the idea. I'm going to paint a T-shirt with Queen of Cardinals Comics. and have the lady and the name. So you'll see me. You'll put it in your mind now. Right. So I stay up naturally too late. Like, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. But finally, I finished. I really liked it. It's the Queen with her crown. It says Queen of Cardinals Comics. No mistakes. It looks good. Now, I have to do it on a cardboard so that that's how you keep it stiff while you're, you know, doing yeah. your painting. So mm-hmm. it's done. Take it off the cardboard. Upside down. Upside down. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> pretty funny but just in case i made a bad mistake i had bought the same t-shirt in more than one. Oh, it was a okay. pinkish color like um i forget like um safety pink you know and uh-huh. that's right safety so pink. Oh, that's bright you never know how good it worked out i cut out the whole drawing part of it and i mm-hmm. had you know photographer's glue spray glue that you use for photographs yeah, yeah. Like, fix it if so yeah and i used that onto spray the much. fine much. shirt i sprayed it on there and it worked like a charm. It's actually still held up. Beautiful. But, I mean, that's how I solved the problem. But every other time, I would make a new T-shirt. So that's cool. scattered around as mice. And then for the this is the last Comic Con before the pandemic. It was 2019. I got yes. to go because Mike Tower got me in because my book had been delayed. You know, it was supposed yeah. to launch 2019. But again, sorry, Barbara. You know, QCC was delayed. So um. and then I got stuck after all my friends were going to be there. I wasn't even. He said, we're going to mail you a badge, you know, what's your address, my badge okay. for Comic-Con 2019. Right. And then when it was delayed, shit, I'm not even going to Comic-Con. I was annoyed. But okay. I had an art show with this Phil, wonderful Phil Yeh, who I met at Comic Fest, the little one that Mike Towery runs. Yeah. Plus, I know Mike Towery. And plus, oh, and it happened to be Mike's and Wendy's wedding anniversary, the day mm. of the opening of this big art show. I had a thank you for 10 years to all the artists of 25 artists on this day. So Mike and Wendy came to the gallery. So we're pretty good friends, right? Right. It happened to be the 50th anniversary of San Diego Comic Con. Comic Con, oh. and Mike's one of the founders. So I, I, I just messaged him, Mike, can you get me in? <laughs> and he's just like, no problem. Meet me and Wendy out front at nine o'clock on Sunday, and we'll give you your badge, and in you go. So that's when I painted this shirt. Oh. And, um, this Lovely. one is funny because it's not a colored T-shirt. It's a white T-shirt. It's a white t-shirt that you painted. Yeah, so the whole thing is just an acrylic painting. Wow. Beautiful. Your work is fantastic, Barbara. Thank you so much. Thank you for spending time with me in my universe. So what, I have to get out to the West Coast when you know travel is okay to travel. Well, I'm out here, so I guess I can go west. 
and come well, up there and, and look at your gown. In place, so when it, when the time is right, I hope you will come. Yes. Thank you for so much for talking to me on Uncanny Creative Podcast. Roland, I want to thank you so much for inviting me to be with you and to tell you that I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so you. much, Robert. Great talking with you as well. Awesome. Have a great Bye-bye. night. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye.